Hey there, welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe style can be easy and getting dressed should be fun. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and all month long, to celebrate 100,000 downloads, we're resharing some of our most popular episodes with some new thoughts and giving away a bunch of prizes, including a $100 gift card. There are just a few more days to enter. Head to the show notes at youreverydaystyle.com slash episode 67 for all the details. Today, we are resharing episode 10, The Basics of Proper Fit. In full disclosure, this was not our number four most downloaded episode, or even five or six. This was episode seven. Episodes four and five were the bra episodes, and honestly, I have nothing more to say on the subject. After two episodes, I'm tapped out. They're still really good though. And I will listen to them in the show notes. If you have not upped your bra game or gone for a fitting in, well, I don't know if you can do that still, but you know what I'm saying? Time to get the girls where they belong. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Episode number six was my fall and winter wardrobe must-haves. I was a little surprised to see it there because it was a really easy episode to do, but y'all loved it. Awesome. Once again, I don't have anything more to say on the subject. I guess with the world, the way it continues to be, I'll probably have fewer blouses and dresses on my list for this fall and more sweatshirts and leggings. But I was actually a little shocked to see that outside of that, my wardrobe has been ready to go nowhere for a really long time now. I will link to that episode too, so you can check it out. All right. Speaking of the way the world is now, The next up on the greatest hits list was the basics of proper fit. In that episode, I really focused on how to tell if your clothes are too big, because most of the time I see women in clothes that are too big, not too small. However, if you've gained the quarantine 19, the pandemic version of the freshman 15, I thought I might give you just a little list of ways to tell if your clothes are too small. If you are feeling a little fluffier than you did in March, you are not alone. I was at the doctor's office a couple weeks ago, and the nurse was saying people have been shocked to find out how much weight they've gained. I think the one thing we've all learned is that the virus will not be cured with carbohydrates and wine, but it was worth a shot, and I did my best. Anyway, here are eight simple ways to know if your clothes are too small. Number one, you can't drive or give a hug comfortably. I know this sounds really, really simple and you're like, yeah, duh, but you'd be surprised at how many people don't know how to tell if things are too tight across the shoulder. Lots of times in fitting rooms, I make clients do the shoulder stretch thing, you know, kind of the air hug maneuver to see if their jackets or blouses fit right. Now, if you really want to do this move right, instead of just pretending you're hugging a barrel, and I know that you're all doing it right now at home, I'm doing it too, turn your hands over so you can see your nails and then pretend to hug the barrel. This raises your shoulders just a little bit more and gives you a more accurate answer of how your clothes are going to feel during the day. All right, number two, your bottoms ride up. If you are constantly having to pull your bottoms down, whether it is your skirts kind of shimmying up or your uh, pants are getting kind of riding up on your thighs, chances are you need to size up. If your shorts work themselves into a diagonal hemline instead of the hem falling straight across your thighs, you should also consider sizing up. All right, number three, your shirts ride up. 
I've gotten a lot of questions over the years about why camis or shapewear or tank tops ride up. And the short answer is they're too small. This goes for sleeves too. If your sleeves are inching up on your shoulder and creating a lot of bunching at the top of your shoulder, your top is probably too small. Number four, your pockets flare. Now, if you're an avid listener, you know that first and foremost, the pocket issue is caused by shape, not size. But if you're in the right silhouette already, like curvy, if you're curvy and your pockets are still sticking out, you need to size up. Number five, the waistband of your pants cuts in causing muffin top. Again, muffin top can often be a shape issue and fixed by a higher rise. But if your waistband is digging in, causing your midsection to spill over the top, you should size up or rise up. I like that. That rhymes. All right. Number six, the armhole of your shirt is cutting into your armpit. I don't think this needs any further explanation. Number seven, you have drag lines when you're standing still. Your clothes will stretch and cause lines as you move around, but if you've got wrinkles and folds caused by stretching, those are called drag lines, when you're standing absolutely still, you need to size up. Finally, number eight, and this should be the one that matters most, you're not comfortable. If you have to suck in your tummy or you feel you have to sit carefully or you can't breathe, it's time to size up. Remember, there is no shame in size fluctuations, but if you don't have fit, you don't have style. All right, our annual membership is open right now. If you want to become a style expert, full of confidence and ready for anything, this is the best way to get there. You get all of the classes, all of the capsule guides, all of the bonus episodes, all the support from the community and personalized advice from me. There is a link right in the show notes. You can head to youreverydaystyle.com slash episode 67. There you will also find a link to listen to the original episode in its entirety. But for now, I hope you enjoy the basics of proper fit. We will be back in September with our regularly scheduled shows. And I hope to see you in the member community on Facebook very soon. Take care. Today we are talking about fit. It is astounding to me how many clients wear clothes that don't fit. I would say 75% of my clients are wearing the wrong size pants and almost everyone I've ever worked with is wearing the wrong size bra. I think that there is a big cultural myth that women walk around in too tight clothing trying to be sexy, but if that's true, it's not happening with my Linda's. My Lindas are wearing clothes that are too big, in some cases way too big. And guess what? It's almost always in the pants. I had one Linda go from a 14 to an 810 and another one go from a 10 to a 6. Both of these women told me that they thought their pants fit because they stayed on their body. That's it. That was the only requirement for fit. Ladies, we can do better. So here's this week's disclaimer. This is fit basics. There are so many details and nuances to finding clothes that fit your unique body perfectly or find the exact right spot for your sleeves or hems to end. This talk is not meant to cover all of that. This is meant to be quick and dirty, does it fit in the fitting room kind of advice. So take it as that. Also, fits can be tweaked. There are times you can get away with sizing up to create a more flowy look. But in my experience, that is usually an unsuccessful strategy unless your body has the right frame for it, which sadly is usually model-like, tall, 
fairly skinny and a strong square shoulder. Now, am I saying that you can't play with fit? Not at all, but you need to know the basics first. Remember the Pablo Picasso quote from episode two, you must first learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Today, we're learning some of the rules. So we're going to start at the top with my all-time favorite subject. There will be an, an episode coming about it, I promise. Bras. We are going to do a bra episode. It is coming. But for right now, here are two fit issues you need to pay attention to. First, are your girls contained by the cups? When you put your bra on with a fitted t-shirt, do you see pillows over your bra line? You should only have two boobies. That's all you're supposed to have. If you have more than two boobs, it is time for a fitting, a professional fitting. Now, the other thing is, is your bra band riding up? If you move around, does your whole bra move? I want you to do something for me real quick. Do the YMCA dance moves. And I wish I could see you doing this in your offices and in your car. Keep one hand on the wheel. Now, I want you to pay attention to does your bra stay put? If it doesn't, if it's moving around on your torso, you need a fitting. Again, a professional one. That's all I'm going to say about bras for now. There's more coming, but let's move on to tops. Now, you already know from the sleeve series that we did that a typical vertical set-in sleeve should sit right along the outside edge of your shoulder. If it is up on the flat part of your shoulder, your shirt is too small. If it is falling down onto the arm, your shirt is too big. Tops, dresses, and blazers need to fit in the shoulder. It determines the fit of the entire garment and can be really difficult and very costly to tailor. So you should really buy with shoulder fit in mind, or at least make sure that part fits first. Now, moving down under the arm, your tops should not have big folds of fabric, what I call wings, under the arm. This is a sign that your top is too big. Now, a small horizontal fold of fabric right at the armpit and going over the bust can also mean you're wearing a bad bra. I always say to my clients, that's where the boobies should go. They should be moved up. But if you've got these huge, they probably run, I would say, parallel to your body. And there are these big folds of fabric, and I've always called them wings. If you look down and you have those, chances are your top is too big. Your neckline should stay flat against the body and not gape or fold. Here is one fit issue I see most often. I call it the fabric toss. Now, I want you to picture this with me. When you put your shirt on, a lot of times you pinch each shoulder right at the top of the shoulder, all the fabric, and toss all the extra fabric to the back. Then you give the torso a little picks and pulls to straighten yourself out. When you are doing this, there is a 99% chance that your shirt is too big. I always leave the 1% because maybe you're the one person who it does not mean your shirt is too big, but always, almost always, it means your shirt is too big. What's happening is that it was hanging sadly in the front and intuitively you knew that. So you tried to put all the extra stuff to the back. Unfortunately, moving all the extra fabric to the back isn't successful. If you look at the rear view, the neckline is probably hanging awkwardly low, and now the back of the top has the sad draping folds. So that means your shirt is too big. Now, when you have a button-down blouse, the button should stay closed without any popping or gapping. If this happens, you need a bigger size or a different style. I will say, though, that some women are so close to a top being perfect, but the buttons are gapping just a tiny bit. If that's the case for you, 
I do recommend a little tailoring or a little DIY to make it work. I had one client who had all of her shirts sewn shut all the way down the placket so that they became popover tops and that worked for her. I've had others who used a little fashion tape to close tiny gaps. Now, if you use tape and it comes apart when you're doing some big arm circles and you should do that if you're using fashion tape, you need a more heavy duty option like sewing in snaps or having that whole piece sewn shut. Okay, let's talk about blazers. You already know that you should buy with a shoulder fit in mind, right? But for the rest of the body, you should be able to give someone a hug or drive your car comfortably. Ideally, your jacket should close comfortably and not pull. However, there are times, especially for women with big busts or larger rib cages, that the jacket fits perfectly everywhere else, but doesn't close comfortably. In that case, it's okay to leave the jacket open. By the way, this is actually a more flattering look anyway, but the jacket should look like it could close. It shouldn't, your, the panels should not be way on the outside of your bust. It should look like it can, could close. Fill that open space with a long necklace or a scarf worn open and long. Otherwise, you can find a different style jacket. Remember, I always tell my clients, you're working too hard for it. Don't work too hard for it. Now, one thing I see over and over with my professional clients is sleeves on jackets worn, and and a lot of blouses, worn too long. When you wear your sleeves too long, you look like you're playing dress up in your mother's clothing. This is not a professional look that inspires confidence. If you must wear a full long sleeve, it should hit right at the spot where the fleshy part of your palm starts and your wrist ends. That being said, I prefer bracelet length sleeves right above the wrist bone. It allows you to show off a bracelet or a watch and actually makes your upper body look slimmer. Plus, it feels more modern and less of a stuffy suit jacket look to me. Okay, let's move on to pants. In general, your pants should not be smiling or frowning. Smiling is when you have upturned wrinkles that start at the crotch. This means your pants are too small. Frowning is when you have downturned folds of fabric across the crotch and the hips. This means your pants are too big. Of course, you should be buying the right pant shape for your body. Check out episodes two through six to find out more, but fit plays a big part in it as well. Let's discuss muffin top. Muffin top is one of three things. Number one, it's a size issue. Your pants are too small. Number two, it's a rise issue. You need pants that come up over instead of cutting into the fleshy part. Or number three, it's a shape issue. Curvy girls need curvy pants. Straight girls need straight cuts. If you notice you struggle with muffin top, I'd make sure you're wearing the right shape first. Again, episodes two through six will help you with that. Then find the right rise, then the right size. Don't start with the size. Even going up a size if the other two things aren't right, it won't fix the muffin top best. So start with the shape, then the rise, then the size. Now, another thing to check out is how your pants fit when you sit down. If you sit down and they pull uncomfortably across the hip, they're obviously too small. If you sit down and the fabric billows out over the hips, they are too big. Now, if you sit down and the pockets poke out, that is pretty normal. It is. It does not mean your pants are necessarily too small. When you're standing up, pockets poking out is usually a shape issue. And I think I talked about the pocket issue in episode six. So if you have pants and your pockets are always poking out, listen to episode six on how to fix that. So finally in pants, hems. 
This one's a little tricky because there is a ton of variation, like where ankle pants are supposed to hit. What's the difference between a capri and a crop? Some of that is just a style choice, but when we're talking about ankle pants, they should end just above or just below the ankle bone. But what I really want to talk about is fuller leg pants and boot cuts. They're coming back into fashion, so I think it's important that we know how they're supposed to fit. Okay, the hem of boot cut and trouser leg pants or flares should end one quarter to one half inch off the floor while you are wearing shoes. Now you're saying, but wait, what if I wear different shoes? Mm -hmm, Exactly. I was working for a high-end boutique when bootcut jeans were having a serious moment and our clients used to buy two or three pairs of the same jean, one for flats, one for low-heeled boots, and one for high heels. A total pain in the butt, but you shouldn't be wearing the same bootcuts with flat sneakers as you do with two or three-inch heeled booties. One of them is going to look wrong. Actually, you really shouldn't be wearing boot cuts or trouser leg pants with flats at all. They really need a little height to look their best. They get a little frumpy. Boot cut, trouser, and flares look very, very frumpy with flat shoes. I think, by the way, this is why skinnies were so popular for so long. They're just so much more versatile with different heel heights and shoe styles, and you didn't have to worry about it or have multiple pairs. So much easier. But they're coming back, so let's learn how to work with it. Straight leg jeans and pants, they look best when they hit the bottom of the ankle right at the top of the foot and don't break too much over the shoe. But they do have a little bit more versatility in length than boot cuts and flares, but not as much versatility as skinny. So they're sort of your midpoint option. Okay, moving on to dresses and skirts. If you have listened to the body type episodes, you should know that the waist of a dress should hit the waist of your body. One thing I see a lot is women getting a big fold of fabric over the waistband of the dress in the back. I talked about this in the hourglass episode, but this is a sign that you need a higher waistband of the dress or a petite fit. Another fit issue I see in dresses is dresses that have ruching or draping that look sad and frumpy. This is a sign that your dress is too big. The draping needs your body for structure, but the fabric is hanging away from your body and the weight of that fabric is just pulling the whole garment down. If you have a a dress with ruching or draping and you feel frumpy in it, chances are it's too big. If you're in a fitting room, go get a smaller size. If you're at home, grab the back of the fabric and just kind of pull it a little bit and see if making it smaller helps. The last thing I want to talk about is skirts. Friends, skirts are not low rise items. You are not Britney Spears. This is not 2004 and your skirt should not be sitting on your hip bones. Skirts should be sitting and staying right about at the belly button. When it doesn't stay there and instead it falls low because it's too big, the whole shape of the skirt is off. Where the volume of the hip should be is now on your thigh, which creates, again, these awkward wings of fabric, and the hem doesn't hang straight either. If I had a dollar for every low-rise skirt that's not supposed to be a low-rise skirt that I have seen, I would have many, many dollars. You should be able to fit two fingers in the waistband of your skirt, but first and foremost, it should not be falling onto your hips. I hope this episode has helped you understand proper fit better and that you'll be focusing on getting the right fit when you shop or create outfits out of your closet. Your homework this week is to look at the fit of your clothes each day when you get dressed. Are you doing the fabric toss? Are your skirts sitting at the right spot? Are your boot cuts staying off the ground? It's been my experience that women don't know what proper fit is, but once you see it, you can't unsee it. 
I'm going to put some fit tip graphics in my Pinterest board called Styling Advice and Freebies. You can do a search on Pinterest for Everyday Style with Jen and go to Styling Advice and Freebies or just head to the show notes and I'll have the link to the board right there. That's all I've got for you today. I'll see you next week. Until then, stay stylish. Class is dismissed for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast for show notes, freebies, and links to connect with me on social media. And if the Everyday Style School podcast is making style easier and more fun for you, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends so women everywhere can have more fun with style. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.